Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Ask the Vet on KDNK on a snowy afternoon. We're glad to see the snow. Uh, today on Ask the Vet, we have uh, Dr. Chad Rober with us. Hi, Chad. Um, today we're going to talk about the holidays. We're going to talk about, you know what, I'm not hearing you, Chad. Chad, are you there? Hello there. There you are. All right, sorry about that. Um, we're going to talk about the holidays and about some of the issues that, um, might uh, present themselves for your family pets over the holidays. Uh, first, let me just say, this is KDNK, it's 437. Um, the number here, it's a call-in show. The number here is 963-2976. So please call us if you have any questions. So, Chad, tell us a little bit about the kinds of things we need to be careful about over the holidays. Well, the holidays are always a, a great time for us humans, but um, unfortunately we see a fair number of problems with our pets during the holidays. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the various things that are around the house in the uh, holiday season, and so I thought we'd talk a little bit about some problems we see with uh, pets ingesting some food items, some decorations, some plants, um, see quite a few little problems with toxicities with pets this time of year. Okay, and I think that there's, you know, like people, depending on who you talk to, they'll they'll give you different advice about these sorts of things, like poinsettias, for instance. I right. know I've, people have told me, oh, that's really, really right. toxic and dangerous, yeah. so it'll be good for us to get some of this clear, but I suppose we'd never, we wouldn't want our pets to get sick at all. Right. Yeah, I, and uh, unfortunately, uh, probably one of the most common things we see is um, good intentions that go awry, and that is feeding people food to pets. Uh, probably more than anything else, that's our biggest uh, issue we see, uh, especially rich foods, um, high-fat foods, almost guaranteed to give your dog or cat some diarrhea problems and sometimes much more serious problems, something we call pancreatitis. We see way too much this time of year. So uh, even though you would love to celebrate the holidays with your pet with some high-fat foods, uh, not so good for them. So please try to resist the temptation. So fatty foods are uh, uh, affect an animal differently than it does a human being? I suppose uh, humans can get pancreatitis too, but uh, what tends to happen is that the animal has been on uh, good quality uh, pet food, and then suddenly we give them a really high dose of fat. And uh, one of the jobs of the pancreas is to secrete some enzymes to help digest fats, and unfortunately it gets so stimulated it starts to secrete the enzymes even within the organ itself, and that causes a lot of pain and inflammation and a very sick dog. So um, it has more to do if you were to very slowly acclimate your dog to high fat like some of the sled dogs, uh, they can do fine, but it's this real sudden uh, giving them a bunch of bacon or giving them a bunch of roast beef cuttings, things like that. That's what I'm tends so to guilty get us of that. Uh, most people are, and I thought that's why we go ahead and address that as the first thing, because that's probably the most common one we see. Well, even if you don't um, purposefully do that, I mean, it's so easy when you have family members and right. in your house and right. for the dog to get a hold of something like that. So what should, okay, so let's say my dog uh, ingested, in fact, I think my dog, ate a whole elk steak one time Mm -hmm. (laughs) off the counter. What should I look for? Well, uh, yeah, and and just a 
let people know I'm as guilty as anybody. My uh, dog years ago ate an entire uh, pecan pie off of a counter. And um, mm. so in my case, I was able to take him over to the hospital and have him throw up. But um, sometimes nature will take care of it. Sometimes you'll have the dog throwing up all over your house and uh, some diarrhea. And uh, as long as the dog is bright and alert, it's one thing. But uh, what, for example, pancreatitis would show as a dog who suddenly wouldn't eat after an episode like this. Uh, seems to be extremely lethargic, uh, very uh, dumpy, even doesn't want to drink water. Um, so if you see something like that, then it's probably time to either contact your vet or contact the emergency clinic. Uh, we're very fortunate around here that we have a good emergency clinic up in Basalt, and they are available all the time. So um, if you need help, there is a way to get help. Okay, very good. Good advice. So, but if it was something like pancreatitis, you would probably want to get them care right away. Yes. Uh, to see those sh- symptoms. Right. The, um, it's rare, but a dog could potentially die from pancreatitis. So um, you don't want to mess around if your dog really starts to get really lethargic and, uh, and doesn't want to move and uh, has been vomiting continuously. It's time to, to get a little bit of help. Okay, well, let's talk about some other things besides, well, let, let, let's go, stay with food just for a minute, because you, you went right to the table food, and and um, that's important. There are other things that you should just really avoid yeah, letting this, your dog this time of year, or cat eat. This time of year, a, a common one is chocolate, and <coughs> m- many people know that um, chocolate can be toxic. Luckily, um, most milk chocolate, it takes a whole bunch to be very toxic. The kind of chocolate we worry more about and especially this time of year is the baker's chocolate um, has a much higher level of the uh, um, theobromine than the uh, milk chocolate does Um, coffee grounds amazingly is one that uh, we occasionally will see Um, coffee is also a stimulant and uh, sometimes we'll get chocolate covered I was just going to say beans. there's those yummy yeah, chocolate covered so nice nice little combo there yeah. that both of those have a, a little bit of extra uh, caffeine like drugs in them that can uh, be pretty uh, agitating to a dog um, uh, one that's kind of unusual is onions um, really onions and dogs it takes a lot to get a dog really sick but especially cats are very sensitive they get a, a blood disorder if they uh, eat onions or onion powder would probably be more of a risk in in the cat world um i've had one why would a cat eat onion powder oh they somebody's trying to be nice to them again and uh giving them some people food and onion powder on it um a weird one is that um i've had dogs eat uh, a big unbaked uh, bunch of bread And the yeast continues to rise within the stomach. So suddenly you have a dog who looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy because uh, the the bread is continuing to ferment inside the stomach. So some kind of strange little things we see. Um, Would you want to make a dog throw up, something like that? If if it happened right away, I would probably try to get some of that out that way. Yeah, I probably would. Another one is uh, grapes and raisins. Um, yeah. Years ago, we didn't have any idea that was a problem, but in certain dogs, it's uh, quite a toxin to the the kidneys. Uh, one I just recently uh, learned about was macadamia nuts. Um, actually, is I never a, heard that. Yeah, that's uh, doesn't usually kill a dog, but it makes them ataxic, meaning they're kind of act like they're drunk, and we don't even really know what's in the macadamia nut that does that to the dog. So. So I bet there's, oh, we have a call coming in just a moment. 
Caller, are you there? Yes. Hi. You have a question for Dr. Rober. Yes. So I was wondering, every year at Christmas time, my dog seems to do a very similar behavior. Seems to be really interested in eating the lights on the tree. Now, I always have the big bulbs, and he seems to like to eat the light, the bulbs, and then the tree itself. <laughs> Do you feel like this is something I need to be concerned about? Well, I, think you're, I think your dog needs a psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just to... kidding. <laughs> Sounds like one of our... I was wondering if this is something that he could poop out. <laughs> Well, um, obviously that would be a problem, and uh, if the glass broke, it would be a problem. Um, since you sound like one of my staff members, it might be a bigger problem for you. <laughs> but, um. oh, 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 interesting. So I, I, I thought maybe in the winter he has developed somewhat of a mineral deficiency that's causing him to want to do these behaviors. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Uh, that's no, an interesting no. question. Yeah. There's a lot. That's called pica. And some people oh. think that dogs will eat uh, minerals when they uh, are deficient in something, but there's really not much evidence that we have that they can specifically go after uh, a mineral. So, yeah, it sounds like your dog's got kind of a problem. So, uh, Well, maybe they think maybe that. they think the, the, the big bulb, she said, maybe they think it's a a ball or something yeah, and yeah. they're maybe trying to play gonna, with it maybe you're going to have to use smaller bulbs on the tree this year or put your tree up really high so your dog can't get it yeah, yeah. Uh, but I really like it the way it is I guess I'll have to think about that thank you you're, you're welcome. welcome thank you so thank much you, for caller. your time thank you thank you where were we we, we were, were talking about food and you were you were talking about oh yeast and uh, mm -hmm. making them yeah. throw up I guess is yeah, what you were saying yeah, how yeah. would I do that uh, I would actually recommend you talk to the uh, veterinarians, uh, emergency clinics. Okay. Um, you know, there are some home ways. Uh, some people have tried peroxide. There used to be a product called syrup of epicac, but uh, I would. I remember that for my children. Yeah, I would. I would prefer you uh, call a veterinarian for some professional advice. And there's a there's a uh, hotline too that people can call, right? Right. Uh, the ASPCA uh, has a hotline. Uh, I think it's one eight eight. Four two six four four three five, um, and there, there's somebody that staffs that all the time too. Good um, number to have on your smartphone. Right, right. Yeah, that'd be one eight eight four two six four four three five. And speaking of phone numbers, it is um, it is right now four forty two, and this is a call in show. Ask the vet, so please call in. Thank you for the la to the last caller. Nine six three two nine seven six. If you'd like to ask Doctor Rober a question about Christmas or anything else, really. So let's talk about the Christmas tree because our caller asked about that. Well, Christmas trees actually are a hazard. Um, one of the common things we see, unfortunately, is the electrical cords that um, supply those lights. Uh, especially young puppies have a tendency to find those, and uh, the electrical shock can be fatal to a dog or. Uh, 
seen a couple of cats actually do it too. So try to hide those cords uh, in a place as best you can underneath presents or whatever where the dog cannot chew on them. Uh, just try to keep that area where the dog can't get to them. Um, the uh, Christmas tree water, for some reason, seems to be oh, yeah. a, a big attraction. Um, and if that water's been sitting there for weeks on end, uh, <clears throat> seems to make a lot of dogs sick from that, too. Um, our caller did mention about eating bulbs and glass ornaments, and, of course, that could be pretty uh, dangerous uh, if they're really glass um, and that's a difficult one to to know what to do because of course vomiting those up can also lacerate the esophagus when they're coming back up the other way so uh, prevention is the way to go there uh, if your dog really seems to be wanting to chew on things you're going to have to be careful about what you put on the tree or keep the dog away from that area um, another one that um, has been a little less common but um, I've had dogs eat batteries, um, and, no kidding. Uh, and that's um, another one that, as that kind of dissolves, it's pretty uh, corrosive and uh, can really uh, do a number on the on the GI tract. So, a lot of good common sense things. Um, if you have a young dog, you're just going to have to be extra careful, especially to keep them away from those things. Especially like a puppy that yeah, likes to chew right. on everything. Yeah, this is the season when puppies are often given as gifts and. Uh, again, best of intentions, but you need to puppy-proof the house before you let him get going. So, well, we didn't uh, we didn't finish talking about plants, but and also kitties. Yeah. So, yeah, one of the main ones I I really like to emphasize is that uh, lilies are very poisonous to cats, and so. Um, we do have cats who like to chew on plants, and most of the time that's not too big a thing. It it, it tends to cause some. A lot of them just cause a GI irritation, but uh, lilies are very toxic to cats, and they can actually kill your kitty cat, uh, um, almost all the lily family. So if you have a cat that has a tendency to chew on plants, uh, I would try to really keep lilies away from kitty cats. We mentioned very briefly the whole poinsettia um, dilemma. Is, are they or are they not uh, toxic? And pretty much the ASPCA hotline is saying no they really are not that toxic um, may cause some mild GI irritation but uh, poinsettias are not your biggest worry yeah but who out. wants the irritation too I mean you wouldn't want to bottom line is if you have an animal who tends to chew on any of these uh, <laughs> <laughs> try to avoid that and try to set them in a place where the the animal can't do that how about things like um, oh I don't know potpourri I've heard that potpourri can be uh, toxic. I personally haven't seen a case. I think there's um, a liquid potpourri that um, maybe has gotten a little uh, extra um, attention. It's, it can be um, pretty irritating to especially uh, the oral tissues and the, in the mouth. So um, I have not personally experienced that, but it is listed as one of the, the ones to watch out for. I suppose if they rub, a, if they like a cat, let's say a cat likes to rub on everything. So if it rubbed in yeah, again, a bowl I, of potpourri I, or got liquid potpourri on I, I think the dry itself. one I wouldn't be as worried about, but apparently there are some liquid ones where... Uh, the cats decided they smelled good and tried to lick those up, and um, those have been associated with some pretty severe oral uh, damage to the mouth. So uh, all kinds of little things we have to watch out for there um, really seem very benign to, to us in our holiday celebration, but uh, are 
animals have a tendency to find the darndest things, and this is the time of year they do it. Well, and we're all really busy this time of year. Right. A lot of a lot of times people are working, and they have people coming into town, and you're, right. you know, you get pretty right. distracted. Lots yeah. of Christmas shopping to do, right. Right. <laughs> um, and wrapping, um, wrapping. Yeah, I How think about w- that. Well, tinsel and and long strings in general are always a worry for um, veterinarians and cats. Uh, we have this thing we call linear foreign bodies, and what that means is that they get a a string, a tinsel, a long piece of ribbon, and they swallow it. And if the end of that string gets attached, either sometimes it's under their tongue, sometimes there's a big ball that most stays in the stomach, but a bit of the string keeps going, it can act like a little giggly wire and actually cut into the intestines. So uh, tinsel, any of those long strings that cats can uh, swallow, really watch out for that and and what's probably the most frustrating is they're sometimes hard to diagnose you unless you can actually see a piece of string underneath the cat's tongue Uh, string doesn't show up on x-rays and so uh, they're sometimes very uh, frustrating to diagnose too so uh, most veterinarians would beg you not to uh, use a lot of tinsel on your tree and uh, be especially careful with long string-like things that they can swallow. Well, speaking of swallowing, I was just thinking sometimes there's lots of, there's toys, not toy. well, toys, could be small toys, could be socks, could mm-hmm. be, you know, there are presents that people right, get right. that a dog can decide is a toy and yeah. end up swallowing. Yeah, um, and uh, once again, uh, some of them are what we call radio dance, meaning if we take an x-ray, it's very obvious it's there and others are not, so... Um, toys that are made for children of course dogs are often attracted to those and can chew those up rather quickly and parts of those can become stuck down in their GI tract so uh, once again um, dogs are sometimes more like vacuum cleaners they seem to just like to (laughs) chew on things and uh, this is the time of year to be especially careful of that okay again you are listening to ask the vet on KDNK it is, uh, what time is it, 4.49, and this is a call-in show, so please uh, feel free to call in if you'd like to ask us a question. That's 963-2976. How about things um, that other hazards that aren't necessarily directly related to Christmas but might be related to winter? Well, one of the biggest ones this time of year is antifreeze, um, and um, we've already had one case at the... Uh, animal hospital this year wow um antifreeze is unfortunately most antifreezes are still sweet to the taste and so this time of year people are topping off their radiators um and it's very easy to spill a little bit of that and uh, so a dog or a cat may check that out and lick it up so cats like it too huh yeah, and cats are especially worrisome because it just doesn't take very much mm-hmm. uh, for a kitty cat. I mean, a, a tablespoon for a cat is a lot. So uh, I really, really encourage people to be um, extremely careful when they are you know, either changing their um, their fluids this time of year or even just topping off their antifreeze. The, if you have a spill, please try to clean that up. And also watch out underneath your car if it's leaking uh, and the cat or dog gets into the garage. Uh, oh, yeah, because I suppose you wouldn't have to leave it out. They could just right. 
right. find it on the yeah. floor somewhere. Yeah, it's it's a problem all year, but this is especially common when people are usually trying to get their cars winterized. They're often uh, topping off with antifreeze, and uh, it's one of the saddest things we sometimes see because unless we catch them very early, uh, they go into kidney failure quite rapidly, and uh, there's not a lot we can do for the ones that have uh, ingested it. Um, even after 12 hours, we have a hard time uh, getting a lot of them through it. So um, this is one of the most important things to practice prevention. Uh, if you have a spill, please clean it up because, um, unfortunately, it tastes good to the animals, so they are very likely to try and lick some of that up. You know, it seems... After all this time, because this has been a problem for a long time, yeah, uh, there would be manufacturers who would come up with there their are product. Starting, that they, was yeah, they are starting to make some nowadays. And uh, if you do have pets, it may be worthwhile to look into that because there are certain brands that don't use the regular ethylene glycol or they may have something on their um, label that they have put something in to make it taste bad to the pets. So if you have a lot of pets, um, that might be worth your while to not use the more common antifreezes that uh, that do taste good to pets. So it's the ethylene glycol that's the... Right, ethylene glycol okay. is the actual chemical, and uh, it's converted in the body in, to something that uh, actually calcifies the kidney tubules. So mm -hmm. sometimes when we do an ultrasound of those, um, those kidneys, the kidneys kind of light up because um, there's all kinds of calcium oxalate crystals that are forming in them. So... Uh, prevention is the key. Treatment's difficult. Uh, so um, we really would beg people that uh, have pets to be especially careful. Well, and even if you, you know, if you have pets and you're very, very careful, if your pet is a pet like a cat that's outside, yeah. you don't know what your neighbor's doing with right. their products. So yeah. it's really scary. Yeah, unfortunately, antifreeze has been used maliciously by people to poison pets. Um, they They've had problems where people will lace um, meatballs with antifreeze. Oh, and, terrible. You know, luckily, we haven't had that happen around here much, but um, uh, it is a big concern this time of year just because antifreeze seems to be a lot more out there this yeah. time of year. It's very pet-friendly valley, so hopefully yeah. we don't see too much of that. Well, we are very close to being finished with the show. We have about a minute left. Is there any... Thing you'd like to summarize, and of well, course, we want to wish all of our listeners a very happy holidays. We sure do, and we don't want to scare people. I mean, right, uh, your your pets can have a very happy holiday with you too. Uh, just would need to be a little extra careful. The last one I would mention is that um, we are seeing more and more um, edible marijuana toxicities, and so this time of year, that is another thing to kind of watch out for. Um, there may be more. Um, I guess it'd be pretty yummy to yeah, a pet, too. Right, yeah, right. Right. So uh, luckily, marijuana is not usually fatal to pets. Um, it can. We've had a few that have been more or less comatose for two or three days, but um, it still can cause a, a pretty severe toxicity, and uh, especially with the edible products that taste good, we have to be a little extra careful. So right. once again, the time of year, if you're having a party, be especially careful about what's lying around that your, your pets can get into. Okay, well, take really good care of yourself and take care of your pets this holiday season. Hope you all have a wonderful holiday. And please join us again third Thursday of the month uh, on KDNK at 430. Thank you for listening.